welcome back to Purple Noon, a podcast that feels good to say. Um, I am Stephanie Conti, and I am here with my best friend. I am not comparing her to any damn person in this movie that we're talking about. <laughs> They're a bunch of sex pests, and she is not. Savannah Lanause, my bestie slash not a sex pest. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I, had, I had to defend your honor. I had to defend your name. Oh, well, look at us back again. Back again. We just had a, a nice discussion uh, together in our own time talking about Purple Noon and the future of Purple Noon. And before we get jump started into talking about Empire of Passion, um, we real quickly just wanted to give a bit of a lowdown of what to expect from Purple Luna Podcasts. Um, we are quitting for good. I'm kidding. No, we're not. Um, that would be like, jump scare. (laughs) scare. Um, no, like we were just talking about it and I think we are going to put, and we kind of have been, but it'll just be stated. We're going to be putting a, a bigger emphasis and a bigger priority on retro films. And, you know, we were just talking about it and not only is it, a more accessible thing for us you know that criterion channel be bleeding us dry every day <laughs> um but also i'm i'm more excited to discover hidden gems hidden treasures that already exist than going and spending what 40 dollars to see a movie nowadays no joke it is 20 dollars to go see a movie on saturday night now at the amc and that is absolutely insane Mm -hmm. and i think the writing on the wall is there's still a writer strike and that affects tvs and movies and film if this writer strike doesn't end soon it's already going to cause a lot of issues but it's it's going to be a drought of good filmmaking Mm -hmm. because within the future the only things that are going to be and and we're kind of seeing this now too where the only things being pushed are go- are the guaranteed blockbusters, right? They have to have the big names. They have to have a very easy, digestible type plot, or it has to be from a big name director. We're really not going to see much of like indie success as what we used to say- see even like five years ago, you know? Yeah. So is there any other comments you want to say on that, Bestie? No, guys, we're just, we're getting back to our roots. You're going to see a lot of, uh, what did I say, weird Japanese movies, some obscure oh, European yes. films, but also some some fan favorites. I'm really excited to talk about some of my favorite movies um, and Stephanie's favorite movies as well. So it's going to be a fun time. And because we're going to be more experimenting with either like older films and stuff, we also want to do some more experimenting with content. So the podcast is here to stay. But we are also going to try to start making short form video like reviews and video essays or mini essays, I guess you could say, on either other movies that we haven't talked about yet or movies that we have already talked about. But maybe like it's a topic or something like that that we really just want to isolate because it's something that we love to talk about. Um, So or like kind of like highlights of our podcast, but now to you'll be able to hear us while like if we're talking about a certain scene and you'll be able to see the scene of that movie. So it'll be a more streamlined, like almost like a commentary um, clip, if you will, where it's us talking about the movie. 
And so we're going to be going through that and we're going to be making some edits. Um, and it's because if you don't know on the channel, when this was just a Stephanie reviews channel, how it used to be like in 2016, 2017, um, I made a video called um, Le Samurai, a three minute video. And it is crazy to say that something that I made in 2016 garnered 25,000 views Woo! within this year. Within this year, closer to 10 years old, within this year only, it made 15, uh, it, it garnered 25,000 views more. So I love watching videos like that. I didn't think anyone else did. <laughs> so I'm excited to also bring that. We are also going to be experimenting with some newer type of content on our Patreon. We need to finally show some love to our Patreon. So please stay in tune for that. We have some fun stuff coming and we'll be announcing the type of projects. When the projects are all done and made, we'll be announcing what will be available on the Patreon. Um, are you excited, Savannah? I'm, I'm excited. For this. So excited to talk about this so movie. This is going to be, um, you know, Purple Noon's not changing, but you know, she's getting older. So we're, we're going to go in and give her a little bit of both. She's growing. Evolving. She's, she's gonna get a little bit of a facelift if you will. <laughs> um and yeah so that's really it to expect from purple noon from here on out um and we're very excited for it and now without further ado we're going to talk about empire of passion before we get into it savannah would you like to discuss how you discovered or how you were forced <laughs> to discover it about empire of passion yeah i can't remember if it was, because we give each other a lot of gifts constantly, so I can't remember. Yeah, we celebrate was, like every holiday. Literally. I can't remember if it was like a Halloween, little in my Halloween basket, or if it was like another holiday, but randomly. You know, I, I actually think I dared, I dared this on your birthday. I think you I might have given to me on my birthday. You're right. It might have been like Christmas birthday time. Okay. So I got it as a gift. And I remember you telling me, you're like, yeah, I just picked it out. I thought you like it. Okay, right? I went blind and I want to defend myself real quick by saying I didn't even watch it myself. I was like, I don't, I definitely don't want to get her something that she's already had. So I'm going to get her a wild card. And then so I did. So remember the description also, like in your defense as well, it doesn't really like explain a lot. It just says, like, oh, a woman gets into an affair. And like, and so to read the description out loud, it says, a married woman and her lover murder her husband and dump his body into a well after a while his ghost comes to haunt him. We only read the first sentence, I think, or we only had the first sentence. Where I'm it was like, thinking oh, like murder ooh. mystery in Japan, okay? That's yeah. what I thought this was going to be. I've watched this on like a Wednesday bright day, like two in the afternoon. <laughs> like, Apollo was around. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the scream I let out when I saw it. We'll talk about it, but there, this movie ends up being very graphic, and I was blindsided. I did and not expect it. Best reference. It was I was making baffling earlier. for a 1970s movie. I was like, oh wow, they really just went for it. I screamed because I like I wasn't prepared. So I, you know, I really enjoyed the experience of going into this movie blind. It was definitely something that I won't forget, even if I, I think you gave this to me like a year ago. No, not even like two years ago. And I will not forget the first time I watched this movie because of how surprised I was. 
Yeah, I don't think, and you know what it is? I think it's because when you think of, like, a little bit of history about the film and stuff and about, like, Japanese cinema for the time, um, movies in Japan were actually not allowed to have nudity during this time. So for it to be a Japanese film with nudity is all of a sudden, like, huh? How does that exist? <laughs> and it's because this film is technically listed as a French Japanese film. There's no French in this film. No, there's not. The reason why is because in order for it to legally be made, the director would shoot everything in Japan, but edit in France, from what I've heard. So that way there wouldn't be any legality issues. I don't see how. I feel like it's like, hey, you're shooting the sex scenes in Japan. <laughs> that should be enough red tape. You know, but there I've heard like it's actually labeled as like a French Japanese film. And look, it's a slutty French film to its core. And I know I'm an expert in slutty French films and that's what it is to its core. Um, but yeah, so there was a it's what it's not surprising compared to or it, I should say it is surprising compared to other Japanese based films from the time period, which is 1978. Well, like my thing is. This is something I would expect, like the the graphicness, I should say, of the scenes is something I would expect for something like from the 2020s. This is from 1970 something. And it's that graphic. I really like I get what you're saying with the French Japanese. There is no way they got away with this. I they that man. I, I Did he get fined? Because there's no way it wasn't like oh, a little something, something. It was everything. It was everything. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe it could have been like a, um, like, oh, like your film was banned for a certain amount of years. Um, I'm actually going to see if it's now banned in Japan currently. So Empire Fashion banned. I don't think it is. I think it's still, or maybe at one point it was. But yeah, it is labeled a 1978 French Japanese film, which is very interesting. Um, I read on IMDb that this is Michael Sarah's favorite movie, and I want to know why. I read it too. Oh man, I mentioned this. I think he mentions this movie in the Criterion Hall that he does, the famous one where he's. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, we gotta do. We gotta do a little bit of research because Savannah. Well, remember how when he holds up a DVD, he's like, "Oh, I'm matching with the DVD." Oh no! I think that's a box set of the this director's work. Nobody asks him questions. Like why? What well, makes I mean, this your like favorite Bill movie? Hader also going in and go, pulling out Solo and going, <laughs> yeah, you know this one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking it up right now. Michael Sarah Criterion. While I'm looking this up, Bestie, do you want to give the full synopsis on the movie? Sure. Let me uh, pull it up real quick because I have it right here. So the full synopsis is a young man has an affair with an older woman. He is very jealous of her husband and decides that they should kill him. But this doesn't work out for them because the husband comes back to haunt them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and... Oh, wait, I see the box that he's matching. Oh, no, it's an Alan King box set. I thought he would have mentioned, I thought it was, I I could have, I know that there's more of this director's work in the Criterion. Um, at least I thought so. I think in the realm of the senses, 
is also in the criterion. But um, yeah, apparently this is his favorite film. And I just have to point out that my favorite comment on that video of him in the criterion closet, it says, I feel like he could cry at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite comment. And that's very true. No hate to Michael Sarah whatsoever. No, no hate at all. We love him. Um, So yeah, so you, I had given, bestowed this movie upon you. And it was very, and then you called me up one day and you were like, that movie you gave me, did you see it? And I'm like, no. And you're like, and you know what you said to me? You said, you're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to love it. Hit me out like the sex pest in the film. It wasn't that whole, it wasn't that. It was, I know you like really like, <laughs> I, I, what am I looking watch for? Watch out. <laughs> I know you, your favorite, one of your favorite dramas, not John, like genres, your favorite genres is like psychological horror within relationships if that makes Uh, sense like two people like torturing each other to some extent but also being in love that's your favorite genre well my relationship has to be stable (laughs) so where else where else am i gonna find the fun um no i'm not crazy i promise i'm not crazy in relationships like that but you know like i you like the drama you like the passion I i like the drama it's even camp at some points, depending on what you're watching. And actually, I'm looking back, there is a crap ton of Oshima's films. He does have a, a box set um, where it's called Oshima's Outlaw 60s, um, where he has Ooh. other um, very crazy titled films, like Three Resurrect- Re- Resurrected Drunkards, The Sing a Song of Sex, Pleasures of the Flesh, Violence at Noon, and I'm seeing a little bit of bondage in the image. <laughs> Japanese Summer, Double Suicide. Okay, okay. Death by Hanging, and I will say, probably his most standout film, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Who? Is also by the same director. Mr. Lawrence? You know, yeah, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, starring David Bowie. No way. What? Yeah, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Um, so yes, he he also directed that where um, that is a uh, where Bowie is a British officer interned by Japan as a POW during World War Two. I think it's World yeah. War Two. Yeah, it's World War Two. So we got a little bit. Of, we got a little bit of everything from this dude. You know, we're getting war films. We're getting sex war films. Oh, man of variety. We're getting relationship war films. <laughs> we're getting a little bit of everything. You know, um, but. This definitely opened up the door for me, at least. This definitely piqued my curiosity into this director's work. Because I'm like, not for the sex pest reasons. But it's like he was very daring, you know? Like, this is a daring film. Oh, like, yeah. This, this is like Lars von Trier level of daring. Maybe not as intense, but I feel like we can get into some more creepy, crazy shit if we go down <laughs> this rabbit hole. You know, I'm all for. So... Uh, Empire of Passion, as Savannah had beautifully described, it's directed directed by Nagishi Oshima. Um, it is based off a book of the same name, I believe. And our two main actors are Tatsuya Fuji, who plays Toyoji, and we have Katsuko Yoshiyuki, who plays Seki. Um, now, these two actors, I, I know um, Tatsuya is in a lot of other um, Oshima films. And I mean... It seems like he's a perfect fit for someone in the in this universe, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of he's given me sex pest cowboy vibes, even though that he does not wear anything close to a cowboy. <laughs> but his his 
in this film, his, I guess you could say his rambunctiousness, right. he's daring, he's crazy, he's, he's a little wild, he's a little bit not thinking straight, because he's, 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 he's under Seki's spell of love, you know, and I, I think it's just such a daring film. Also, what else is daring, Bestie? The sex scenes that they were showing in here, clutching my pearls and my rosaries. That's what I'm saying. Something like this from the 78s. <laughs> you know, what is this, Caligula? Also, like, I, I need to ask you a question because okay. I'm not sure. I did not know, and I still don't know, if the first, like, is this, like, simulated, like, assault? Oh, because if are you asking if like this is like l- look, it's an indie budget. Oh no, no, I'm asking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm asking. I thought you were asking are the actors really doing it or are they like simulating it? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know if they were trying to depict the character getting assaulted. I assume that's what was going on. I didn't think it was consensual at first. So is is she getting oh. that's what I didn't understand like I thought that's what it was but then as the relationship progressed I didn't it's she she had a quick turnaround you know That's what I'm saying like is it supposed to be like the fact that she kind of like got manipulated and abused by this Japanese cowboy person <laughs> mentally <laughs> person or I mean, did she like oh was it a situation where like I I didn't really I don't know if that was super clear it wasn't super clear to me i no, just it happened so fast it happened so fast literally he was like i like you her clothes were off and he's like yep we're killing your husband like it was yeah. just very fast right but it was also there's a you know why it's hard to determine it's because there's a, a huge sense of desperation throughout this entirety right and everyone's heads are screwed on backward in this film and it's very hard because everything is primal everything is desperation it is a bit hard to determine if people if like characters like our female lead are doing this to kind of survive or if they're doing this because they're thriving you know it's it's difficult it's kind of like you know when you watch last tango in paris not to to not to talk about my favorite movie again, <laughs> but when you watch last tango in paris it's it's that's another thing too it's like you go wait a minute this was gonna be rape <laughs> and it's not maybe like it's very hard to determine because you know there's a huge lines that are being blurred and you know it's it's not outright being said so it's kind of not like this is something where i do think the information needs to be spoon-fed because we don't understand the inner workings and horniness of these characters yet. We're just thrown into the room with them and forced to watch, you know? So it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint how and why, if this was just a luck of the draw, if this was something she was just doing to survive, or if, like, was she saying no because it was not consensual, or was she saying no because she's like... Well, I feel like if you're saying no, it's got to be not consensual. Well, that's right? so like that's, I interpreted the movie as she gets assaulted by this man. And I thought maybe since he was like, oh, we have to kill your husband. I assumed it was like, OK, like I have to do this now because technically I just, you know, me and this person, I, you know, he had me. So like I have to go with him. Like I, I just thought maybe it was a situation where like 
she got assaulted and she thought that was her only option was to just, you know, kill her husband. Or maybe she thought like, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's not super clear why she chooses to do the thing she does. Yeah. Or kind of just a lot of it, letting it just occur, you know, just like, she, she's really not laying her foot down when it comes to a man, a stranger who just, you know, had her down, is now coming in and killing in her husband. And she's not really trying to do much. You know, she's she's kind of playing the game. But what game she's playing is a little bit, um, a little bit odd. It's not a little bit crystal clear. I will say, I, I think in opinion-wise, I think it's probably the... Um, the last tango in Paris effect where it is something that was supposed to be as an assault. And then magically a man wrote it. So something that should be assault is now, Ooh, ideal. Um, and, and consensual, even though there's so many gray lines, even though it, it didn't look consensual, but I mean, fine. I, but I also, I thought it was interesting how she was the one that kind of went through the guilt period of like, um, eventually they both kill her husband and throw yeah. him in the, wherever the, the hole um, the, well. the well there's a lot of holes and wells lately that we're talking about what the last john in the hole is that not what we talked oh about my recently? God. yeah that's a that's a big theme that's a big theme a lot in, of in the, dark balloon the scheme yeah but um you know what's funny would you believe because obviously you know i'm a, a, a i'm a i almost said a whore i'm a big <laughs> no, fan <laughs> of silent hill 2 and there is a quote on like my little pin board that actually says there because it, it shows up in the game there's a there was a hole here once and now it's gone so holes seem to be doing it for me take it as you will don't don't make it into something that's not but, it's not know, what that means yeah yeah. <laughs> Next movie that we're reviewing, Holes, starring Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> she ends up going through this guilt period where she actually starts seeing the ghost of her husband. Yeah. But to my understanding, her abuser, her assaulter, does not. In fact, I think towards the end of the movie, he's like, yeah, no, 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 I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. So I, I really feel like the movie is about like the unraveling of this woman's life, essentially. I also think that there's something that we I well, okay. I think a little more context is needed because of the age of the people we're dealing with, right? Her husband looks old as hell. Husband looks at least to be in the fifties, <laughs> right? Well, it, she's also supposed to be older than the guy that was harassing her. Yeah, you're right. He's like, oh yeah, I didn't think you were forty or something like that. I you think know? he's like, supposed think to be like twenty something, like early, like mid twenties, which he does not look at all. No, I thought they were not. the same age, but apparently, like the synopsis says, a young woman, a young man, and an older woman, but. So the like I I don't know if that means anything to the fact that like there was an old husband, middle-aged woman and then a very young man. I don't know if the ages mean something. So I will say just letting you know on Wikipedia, the plot of this film actually says his wife is sexually assaulted by a young neighbor, Toyoji, and they become lovers. It's as gray as you can get with that. That is, so it is by definition an assault turned lover. I How, don't like that. I that's some, you know what it is. That, that's just that's that's the the um that is like the the wishful thinking, right? Like where it's like, oh, if I maybe kiss this girl, she'll fall in love with me. And it's like, 
there was no consent there, you know, like, I, I think it's, it's just kind of like that, that gray washing of like, what is consent? And what is just romance, you know, where it's, you don't know. And clearly to us, like nowadays with, you know, we're educated youths, we go look at this and go, well, that's not consensual. <laughs> we're back then. This was just a fairy tale. You know, this was just, oh, and they, they kissed and fell in love. That's horrific. I like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, fine I, I'm glad I was able to like we're able to establish though like the fact that we had to look up whether or not she was like if that's what the movie was going for there's something yeah. to be said there I think I think if this was because I also didn't know to interpret this as like maybe this was like a a shock um like a response like a trauma response almost the fact that she now has to cling to this person like her abuser because they just did an awful crime together i don't know if it was just like that but the meaning of this movie besides like a guilty conscience and like the reparation <laughs> there's no moral that's there's, for sure there's, there's, no, there's moral. no moral there's no morals here besides like a guilty conscience but that's the issue though i feel like what the movie is trying to say is like bad things happen and this is something that a lot like so back in the 19 i think 30s to early 50s or 40s um they had the Hayes Code, I think it was called, where yeah. it was like the morality clause of film. And one of the clauses says, like, you cannot show an affair gone right. Like, something bad has to happen to both of the characters. They either end up miserable, somebody dies. So if you watch a lot of movies from the 30s and the 40s, um, somebody dies as a consequence as to having an affair or their life is miserable and yeah. the character sucks and we hate them. This feels, I, I don't know. I don't know if Oshima was abiding by that. I think he's just a little freak. I think this he was feels, just like, this feels ooh. like that though. It feels like, Oh look, yes. this, these two, you know, had an affair and like lay miserable. Cause the, I, I don't like the more, if that's where this movie was going, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that we're focusing on like the affair um uh and like obviously like the poor husband didn't do nothing and he, they just <laughs> killed him off for and a- also can we talk about how like it wasn't just like oh they poisoned his drink and he fell over like they like it was an intense killing too <laughs> and it was like they had so many things that they could have done like he was an old man sitting on the floor like did you really have to strangle him for two minutes like that was insane that like you couldn't find anything else (laughs) they didn't even have like theoretically speaking right they this wasn't necessary in my opinion he was not oh my god bessie i just had a crazy ass idea i just had a crazy ass idea you continue your thought first no i just thought like it wasn't necessary like how would he theoretically find out like really like genuinely speaking an 80, 70, I don't know. He looked very old. I'm not going to lie. He was very old. He looked yes. like he could have gone any second. And like, it really didn't need to be that dramatic. And he really wouldn't have like. Maybe he had a rickshaw car accident. <laughs> <laughs> I just he drove the rickshaw. <laughs> I didn't think it was necessary. I, I just, it was so unnecessary. It was also such like a. Oh, oh, we have to kill him now. It's like, no, no, you don't. Relax. It didn't, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't like he, he found out and was going to tell the town. So I was also just like, this is escalating to Well, and my crazy fast. idea was, is that they could have just John in the hole him. They could have just put him in the well alive and just check up on him. Like it would have been the same thing, you know? I get, I mean, like, I guess 
fine. But there were people around the well. There were people, but they, they, yeah, there were people around the well though. And that's how it started. But I was also surprised at how this ruse that they've hidden him and stuff like that had lasted so long. It they, it was kind of portrayed as a while, right? Well, but yeah, my thing too. Yeah, this 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 sex pest of a cowboy. He kills this woman's husband, and then all of a sudden, it feels like time passes, and he's like, "Maybe I'm not that crazy." And <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be. You killed her husband. You gotta be like that's like that th- for him to just kind of get cold feet. Not from the killing, but just like, I don't know, the kids. <laughs> I'm not really a father figure. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it felt like that was more of his reason for taking a step back. And then she's losing her mind because she's like, <laughs> You killed my husband. Now you have to be my secret husband, and you're the only one who knows. And now you can, you can never leave me. And I get that reasoning. I get that reasoning, right? She's got to lock that down. She can't have the whole village know. But it's, like, crazy how he's just, like, the murdering your husband part doesn't bother me. But this, this relationship maybe does. Like, it it feels like he actually put up, like, am I crazy for thinking that? Like, I genuinely feel like towards some point he was like, I don't know if I'm into this anymore. Well, I I think that's what, like, so I think the passion worn off for him. I think the fact that maybe, like, oh, yeah, I – did this right away with her. I forced her to be with me like literally and physically. Then we murdered her husband. And I feel like the thrill of it kind of went away for him. Like, Oh, the exciting part is over. So now I actually have to settle down with you. I can have her anytime I want. You know what I'm saying? Like it, he's definitely like something is very, I feel like he's definitely like the town menace too. I feel like that's how he was portrayed. Like, I feel like everybody in the town knows that this guy is like absolutely like, just running through it crazy i feel like she was the only one that didn't know but yeah i feel like his quote unquote the empire of passion for her when it like sizzled out when like all the danger was kind of gone because i think she was telling people like he was working oh my husband's working which i don't i don't know whatever the fact i just also think it's the fact that like and i i'm looking through because I'm, I'm i'm just trying to see if if any more information on like, yeah, like were we lost in translation? This was assault, right? And someone else who did a review um, also said that it was an assault. And like, and I and I guess like that's that's what makes it more scary, right? Here's a woman who's just been assaulted. You know, she's forced in this in adultery, and then kind of forced into murder in a way, but doesn't even stop it because she like it, it, she doesn't put her foot down and go no you can't kill my husband he's like i gotta kill your husband she's like whatever it takes like it's it's just crazy how it just kind of progresses into that but maybe that's that's the insanity maybe that's the the passion you know i do wish that there was an angle of at least he was maybe like a bad husband (laughs) you know no this poor guy was just i i i feel like if you're not going to go to the direction of this isn't sexual assault. The only other thing you could say about this movie is then like, okay, she really did want to be with him, just took some harassment and like some convincing, I guess. And then she wasn't happy with her life. She was like, oh, you know what? Like, let's, let's kill my husband or like had to kind of be like convinced into it. And that's where the guilty ghost is coming from. The fact that like, oh, I, I went along with this. I personally would be disappointed if that would be the interpretation of this movie because I do feel like 
it makes more sense for her to have gotten assaulted, have been put in a situation where she feel like she couldn't escape and now is feeling guilty for maybe not stopping it or maybe having to kill her husband. Well, for And let's also point out one other thing, too. She gets all the hell from the consequences. That's true. And he just barely like she's like, oh, my God, I was I was taken advantage of. I was yeah. forced to be involved with murdering my husband and I become blind. And then it's all my fault. I'm I'm the worst. Like she does get the worst punishment. Not only is also that ending scene is, is, is crazy. Like, let's just say like they're the torturing scene of them too, when it's been convicted that with the murder and things like that is like absolutely insane. It's very jarring because it's just them being strung up and then they just get beaten and that's how the movie ends you know like it's such a a crazy and abrupt ending but also like i don't know maybe the her being blind is like maybe a metaphor in a way for her i i i feel like it's an unfair metaphor right but maybe it's just her like uh, maybe it's like oh you listen to him so blindly murdering your husband be blind which is like an insane take to me because no, no, but like in all honesty, I feel like this guy was so scary. Like it, he scared me. If he says, "Hey, I'm gonna kill your husband," and she says no, how much you want to bet that he's just gonna be like, "Oh, okay." I a hundred. I ninety percent feel like on. either he would have moved on, or he would have been like, "Well, I'm gonna do it anyway." I do not see a situation where he assaults this woman and then goes i'm going to kill your husband and he just goes oh never mind if you don't want me to that's definitely not what was going to happen he would have been like yeah i'm still going to do it yeah i feel like it's also maybe a fact of like maybe in the moment he was like no i want to be hers and if the only way to be hers because there's no such thing as divorce i have to kill her husband and then when everyone's like oh he's dead then i can step in and i can be her man and stuff and of course that never even flows fully to fruition, you know? Yeah. So I... That's the only other thing that I could think, like... But even so, like, you're right. Like, if she had said, like, um, no, I kind of don't want to murder my husband. Like, was he... He, he, he wouldn't have killed her. At least I wouldn't think. I mean, he's crazy, but he's not that crazy. No, I don't I think he like would have been, like, fine. Yeah. And then moved on. I, a hundred, I either think he would have done it anyway or he would have just not been because he gets so cooled off at the end that like there's a good chance that he just would have been like, yeah, you know what? Not feeling this anymore. I'm not going to kill him because I think her reaction was too. I, I don't know. It, it's a it's you can definitely interpret this movie, unfortunately, in in different ways. And I say unfortunately, because like uh, to me, it's it's pretty clear that this woman was assaulted and got, you know, beaten into doing this. And then at the end of the movie, she's kind of the one that, like you said, gets the worst of it. But I don't know. So I'm looking at some other reviews on Letterboxd and there's not a lot of reviews on Letterboxd clearly for something like this, right? Four people say that this is one of their favorites. <laughs> four people oh man um and i'm looking i'm looking at one review and i'm and i guess maybe i i just went blind during the scene 
Okay. Was there a shaving scene? I look. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> I think there. Yes, I think I just. I, I kind of blacked out when I watched that because I was just like, I don't know how to go through this. I like probably saw a glimpse and fast forward because I really couldn't handle much more. <laughs> like I don't do well with those kind of scenes. There probably was. There was. Uh uh-huh, probably. Mm-hmm. That's very last tango in Paris, isn't it? Well, okay. Well, Yes, but I also feel like, look, because maybe I'm crazy, but maybe it was his thing of like, oh, I have a fetish to shave you. But if you shave, your husband will know that it's not because of him. It's because of, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I have to kill you because I've shaven you. Or I have to kill your husband because he will know once you've been shaven. Was it? Because I don't know. I don't it know why, why. What it the- could be. I'm not getting concrete answers, but I'm saying that it, 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 look, no one's logical in this movie. Let's be <laughs> clear about that. No one is thinking with their head. Okay. And so <laughs> I think maybe that could be like a dumb reason, you know, like, like that could be like, oh, I want you, I want you to paint your fingernails red, but your husband likes French nails, you know, little French nails. So I guess you'll have to kill him because <laughs> I like red nails. <laughs> Like that feels like the logic of this movie, Savannah. <laughs> like I, I like a, I like a little, I like a little red almond nail, and you oh, have square cut French. The tips. husband was so go. old, though. Like, what really, genu- <laughs> genuinely, like what? Yeah, like you said, I don't know how logical the thought process was, but this was very daring for 1978. I'll give the director and the writer that. Like, this was definitely something that you were not going to see again till like this type of film till I don't know yeah I mean look it's a weird plot I I I give the director a lot of credit for just you know you know just just daring just just a dude being a dude something out there you know know? just throwing it out there throwing it out there but it's also is a really well filmed film I really love the atmosphere I really do like as awkward as it is the good chemistry um, that is shown between the main characters. I feel like they were a good match per se in terms of like pairing and they just look really good on the screen except during the bad scenes. Um, but yeah, like I think it's a real really well done film and I, I, I loved how the the ghost execution was done. Yeah, I think it was super well and it was very creepy because it wasn't just like a ghost of him being, normal it was it was a ghost of him dead still like it was a ghost of what he looked like when he died which i think was a really smart way because i think if if he was just normal and was like honey why why do you do it i feel like it would just be really weird um or a bit cheesy but him coming back is like the form of his dead ghost and like that really creepy like you can even see still like on his neck where he, he was choked and stuff like that. I think it makes it a lot creepier. And I, I like that. Yeah, for sure. I thought, I thought that was very good. Um, I did like the, I, I don't know what to call it a set design. I liked the background. I loved the, if you can call it costumes, I, I loved that. I, I really liked the actors in the movie. Um, I guess everything else I did enjoy and I saw value in. Um, I, the plot was maybe not for me but I can see how the writing was pretty well done. 
Um, I can see something about the ending. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to word this without not sounding crazy. I can see something about the ending being symbolistic, which I, I did kind of like. Um, but yeah, if, for me, the plot, uh, probably not for me, but I think everything else I did thoroughly enjoy. Um, bestie, I have breaking news. Apparently, this is one of Ari Aster's favorite films as well. Oh, oh, why didn't I guess that? Why didn't I guess that? That makes, I, that makes a lot of sense. I'm that not even going to talk. Sense. I'm so scared of him. Like, genuinely, I'm more did scared. You ever, look, did you ever see Bo? Absolutely. I told you, the day we saw Midsummer, I said, I'm never watching his movies again because I cannot handle it. Do I know what happens in Bo is Afraid? Of course I do. I looked it up, and I'm happy I didn't see it. I'm going to be honest with you, totally forgot that it even came out. I remember everyone was like, oh my god, the trailer, the trailer, but I feel like I heard nothing about it when the actual film was released. Yeah. Uh, Look, good kudos to him. He seems like he's a talented man. I cannot handle it. And he scares me. He scares me. I, I don't think I can handle. I think this is worse than Lars von Trier for me for ooh empire of passion oh uh, no i meant ari aster oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would rather that wasn't a comparison i was i was thinking i was thinking about i mean i'm gonna say no just because we don't have any sexual assault issues with ari aster oh yeah no, no no i'm just saying like i'm more scared of him as a i guess a person uh, you're right Lars run chairs is a mary i don't know they're on my list. They're both on Let's, my list. Look, I'm not trying to be like an Ari Aster number one fan. I do like some of his work. I think he's a little bit over the top with certain things. It really goes in for the gusto. Um, I still appreciate it because I still feel like he's making more original stuff than most people and most directors. Yeah, are doing absolutely. Um, but Lars von Trier did say some unsavory things during the Cannes Film Festival. Let's not also forget that this man was banned from the Cannes Film Festival because he doesn't—he didn't win for Europa. He stood up when it was announced he didn't win. He flicked everyone off, ran away, and was like banned for ten years. Yeah, yeah, he's, so, he's a problem, genuinely. He—that's a sex pest, <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, but overall, I mean, Empire of Passion, bringing it back to it, I do feel like it's—it's it's difficult, right? And I say that because, as someone who loves Last Tango in Paris, people will be like, oh, "Stephanie, you should love this movie. You should be drooling over this movie." I feel like there's such a—it's Last Tango in Paris is more delusional. And I like that. Well, I feel like also Lasting in Paris, there's also like a clear cut understanding of like what their relationship was. It was not healthy. Um, At some times they had great, like, I feel like Lasting in Paris, believe it or not, was a little bit more clear to me when I watched it. And um, there was a lot more significance to their relationship. I just think this was lunacy. Like, I, I don't see... I, I hope that's why I'm saying I hope the interpretation of her just being like a victim would last because that makes the most sense to me. The other yeah. interpretations don't make sense to me. Genuinely. Other than that, this movie is just chaos. And that's what, if that's what they were going for, then great. I think they executed really well. But if that's not what they were going and for, I then I also the environment makes, you know, like, look, the sex is a big part of this film, not for the fact that it's just sex. 
but because it creates such an unsettling environment, like with Last Thing on Paris, I don't consider this a sex movie or that a sex movie, but the, it, the sex is, is used very, I, I think it's, I don't, I'm not going to say it's used well in this movie because it's very something else, but I think it's getting the director as a point. Cause I, I feel like this director wants lunacy. I feel like this director is like, I want crazy. I want bewilderedness. I want sex pest cowboy. And I feel like that, you know, he couldn't have made it more clear with how the sex scenes that are in this. I feel like it was kind of used as like a, 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 a really aggressive tool in a really aggressive way to be like, this is wrong. This is wrong. And I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. This is wrong. And I can, from directorial standpoint i can kind of appreciate that but in execution wise it, it it does make you feel weird it does make you feel weird watching the film look and i'm not saying plastic mode paris is an easy watch we know the better scene we know marlon brando spreading it wide you but know? I, I think we, so. we're familiar with those <laughs> but there's something a little bit more unnerving and a little bit more animalistic with the sex that's shown in here than something in like lasting on paris it's just funky and lasting on paris but here it's like watching an animal documentary where you're just watching the animals have sex well that's what i was going to say though i feel like with lasting on paris we do get to know our characters a little bit more intimately and we get to know them as people and especially like Brando in the scenes with, with his deceased wife. Like I felt like I, I could understand not, I'm not saying I justify some of these actions, but like, okay, I'm like, I understand why you are the person today doing these actions. I, yeah. I don't know what's going on with any of these people, like in their brains. I don't know these people. I don't know these <laughs> yeah, characters. The, the inner mechanics of how this is working and stuff like I, and you know, I, I've talked about it on the podcast that I did with David, um, Blakesley from Criterion Cast. Like I, I can look at um, uh, Jean from Lasting Own Paris and I can sympathize and I can relate to her as a young woman, you know, who's had crushes on older men and was very close to being abused in relationships like that. Um, I can't look at, at say, Seki and be like, girl, I get it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that when I watch this movie. I'm not going, girl, I understand. I and I'm I I'm not supposed to understand. I would hope I'm not supposed to understand, you yeah. know? At least with Last Thing in Paris, I could sympathize and empathize. And I can give like Seki empathy and stuff like that, but I don't understand the inner mechanics of that brain. And that's where I think the difference between something like this and Last Thing in Paris is for me, despite them having a lot of similarities. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. A hundred percent. So, okay. So that is our review of Empire of Passion. Oh, and the last thing I'll say, soundtrack, fantastic. Oh, soundtrack yeah. Soundtrack was fantastic. Very really good. added to the horror ambiance and everything too. So I always love to point out soundtracks. But, okay. So I can't say, would you own it on Criterion? Because I forced it. <laughs> I already beat you at that. And I have my own copy as well. I could have just rented it. <laughs> I went to the store, I was like, no, for me to watch it, I'm buying my own copy. And I did, and I have it. Um, but for your rating of this film, what would you give it? It's difficult uh, because it's horrible rewatchability. Horrible rewatchability. I barely wanted to watch it again for this. <laughs> I, I, also, um, I am not, and I've talked about in the podcast before, I do not enjoy. Um, sex scenes i just don't it, it's it's a lot of the times i feel like they're not they're purposeless and it, it, whatever my little christian eyes were burning <laughs> i i was like this is a lot um, oh my god like some of the scenes i genuinely i was like 
am I watching the hub version? What am I watching? I like, like had to fast forward. I was like, this is too long. I'm good. I, I got the gist. So in that regard, I, I understand I have a bias and this is clearly above anything I have watched ever lately, to be honest. So I'm going to, my score is probably going to have some bias in it. I, I appreciate a lot of aspects of the movie. I understand why it's in the criterion. Um, I get it. I think it's a pioneer in terms of like yeah, that mentally ill romantic <laughs> type of thing that I veg with so much. Um, but it, it's it's a hard watch. And I think it's supposed to be, I don't think this is supposed to be, look, and last thing in Paris is not supposed to be someone's comfort film, but I broke the boundaries for that. But I don't think this is supposed to be someone's comfort film either. Michael, Sarah, you're a freak for saying that this is one of your favorites. I get it. It's good. But if you're, you're cozying up by a fireplace and you're watching this every year, we need a talk. <laughs> I just the the issue with me is I didn't enjoy watching the movie I I just like winced through it I was interested to see what was happening and like the soundtrack and the set design like I enjoyed those parts of the movie but if we're talking about the plot I and the characters I was like I am barely getting by so yeah um, there's also a huge and like this doesn't have to be a thing with the movie but i've never watched a movie and i'm like ah yes i relate to absolutely nothing <laughs> no emotion felt in this film could i ever relate just, to i so look i this is just for i'm gonna give you my personal score if you yeah, were yeah if, i i feel like look it's a it's a rough film i don't feel like anyone would judge you and like i <laughs> You've already said good things about it, you know? If you are into movies, like if you are a film person, I think you should watch this once. Please be ready to fast forward a lot. But like, I understand why the film community, you know, it should be talked about in some regards. So um, I would recommend it in that way. Just be ready, like I said, to fast forward. Um, So my personal enjoyment score of this movie is like a three. That's fair. That's and fair. It's nothing against the director. It's nothing now, against the writer. If you were to analyze this film, exclude all the sex scenes, all of those were cut out. Yeah. What would you give? Them? Probably closer to um, a six. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So, d- just so that way we can gauge in how much yes. the, the sexual nature of this film weighs. Yeah. I, um, I'll go a little bit higher because I'm a little bit more. I'm closer to a sex pest than you are mentally no. because of my film choices and things like that. Um, by the way, sex pest is not an action. It's a state of mind. Let's make that clear here. Um, so because of my favorite types of movies, uh, this, is, this isn't this is the worst. Look, I saw that one movie um, with, um, oh my God, what's, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on his name. Um, beloved actor who passed away, who was in Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I saw a, a sex scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I've never been the same with that. <laughs> so look, this was just barely, barely a little bit better than that movie. Because <laughs> seeing a voracious and animalistic sex scene with an older Hoffman is kind of crazy and it doesn't, you wouldn't think it exists, but it does. Um, and it was kind of crazy. Um, so with that being said, um, 
I probably would give this a five out of 10. I think it's really fun and special, but I think it's so crazy and I genuinely couldn't even watch it the second time. I just kind of skipped through <laughs> scenes and I was, I felt like I was going through hell because every time I skipped a scene, it just launched me into the next sex scene. I couldn't even skip between the story. Just every time I was like next chapter, it was one sex scene. I'm like, okay, try again next chapter. <laughs> and it brought me to another sex scene in a different area. It like it was just insane. It yeah, I I think they could have a hundred percent dialed back like sixty to seventy-five percent and got their point through. Yeah, like this is this is and, and I know some there will be the rare chance of people where it's like, oh, but this this film is nothing. You haven't seen this. Look, we I probably we, don't want to see that. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I know that there's probably worse films than this, but you know, toot your own home. Be a film freak in your own home. Please. Why don't you? Don't bring that um, over here. <laughs> okay, please. But yeah, so I would probably give it a five out of 10. I own it. Um, I watched it with my boyfriend and he's like, whoa, this movie was unique. I'm never watching it again, <laughs> you know, um, because it's just very intense. Um, and I genuinely think it's an hour and 45 minute film. I does not feel like that. <laughs> if you cut out the sex scenes, you're probably taking what 40 minutes away from the film. No, actually, actually yeah. crazy, which is kind of crazy, you know? And it's also like, it's not like, Oh, we're under the covers schmoozing. There's no covers. They <laughs> sleep on the floor. There's no covering. There's no layer. There's no hiding. Their kids are in the same room. Your kids are in the same room sometime where she's just telling them to go outside and it's very weird and it feels like it definitely has that like, oh, I feel like I'm not watching something that I should be that I'm watching currently. Yeah. And it's it's so hard to separate that feeling when watching this. So that's why it's getting a three. I I do want to see other uh, work from the directors. I fear that it's only going to get worse from here in terms of sex pest and maturity, but <laughs> Uh, maybe Mr. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> um, but um, in the realm of the senses and stuff, because I even think in the realm of the senses stars the both of them again. Oh. Let me check. You're going to have to do some like stars yeah. main star again. So it's Tsuyu Fuji is also in the realm of the senses. And I just read the plot for it. It's an X-rated film. No, thank and it you. says a passionate telling of the story of Sada Abe, a woman whose affair with her master oh, leads to an obsessive and ultimately destructive sexual relationship. Didn't we just watch that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't no. we just watch that just now? Stephanie, I cannot I cannot watch that. I have to know. That's X-rated? What was this? What was no, 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 no. No. That is... I, you know, I just... Maybe, 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 if I look at this dude's filmography, it'll be like, oh yeah, he did porn before he did this. And I'd be like, this makes sense. You were bridging into your film career, and your film career led you from porn to porn movies with a little bit of cinema flair to then Merry Christmas Mr. Lawrence. No, so listen. I just absolutely there's literally not. no other information on this guy on IMDb. It just says that he was a Japanese film director, screenwriter, stage director, and author. 
So no, listen, I I think we're done here. I think we're done. I cannot watch. Maybe Merry Christmas. I hope that's going to go in a nice direction, but I don't know. Check the rating. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence is R. No. For no. For, for a 1983 film, it's R. No. Okay, it's it's more war. It's more war. Unless, is there sex? Do not. I'm not watching this. No. It's going to be weird. If, if if there's anything. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It says that it's just some men are shirtless for the, for the sex okay. and nudity for that one. So we'll revisit that one soon. Maybe, probably, in my own personal private time, maybe when I'm in a dark space. No. I will check out some more of his stuff. Um, you know, but it's, yeah. So that will say never. That'll but, be like freak week. Oh my God. It's just me week. watching all this stuff. No, it's gotta be, um, in the realm of the senses. And at some point I have to bring myself to, you know, it's, it's not like curling up with a good book. You don't just, <laughs> you don't just grab mm, breaking the waves by Lars von Schreier and you don't just sit down and watch that. You know, no. like I have to go through something. So maybe who knows when that will be. When I go through something again, I'll kind of unravel a series of uh, of very intimate and crazy films for us to watch. Some that won't push the boundary a little too much like this one did. Listen, this is the last time I'm, I'm this is it. I'm telling you, I can't go beyond this. This was okay this, this was a it. lot this, this was a okay. lot for me i on second viewing for some reason it was worse too for me on second viewing i was like oh god it's all coming the first You've matured and it hits you back like war flashbacks too so i understand um i won't make you go through something like this until i've seen it and I'm sorry that I bestowed this to no. you and you felt compelled to watch it. Dude, I not your fault because if I would have read that, I would have been like, oh, cool, like mystery, like, ooh, like a little murder. I'd, I would have never thought that that's where this was going, that that's what this movie was the central theme of. I, so I do not blame you. I think you were misled, 100%. I was misled. Yeah, I, I just, I was like, ooh, Japanese. I was like, ooh, I don't think she has any Japanese ghost stories. You know, and like everything that from like Japan from that era, well, not everything clearly, but like most of the stuff is like pretty cool. Like I thought I was going to send you like, like a Tokyo story or, or like, a, yeah. like, a, like a, you know, like that type of stuff. Not, not this film. So um, happy to have bestowed it upon you. I'm sorry you went through stuff, but I'm very happy also that you still had the courage to sit down and talk about it with me and view it a second time. Anything for the purple noonies. Anything for, for yeah, we have to. Well, next time it's going to be a very different realm of of our senses. It's going to be Sunflower. The next <laughs> time you guys will hear us, it'll be a much more milder film. Dude, um, I that's so funny. I really love the movie Sunflower. It's not a happy movie by any means. But, but it's such a sweet relief <laughs> compared to a film like this, you know? Yeah. That's like going like, oh, now we're, we're done with that doozy of a title, Schindler's List. Yeah. You know, like it's like that's that's kind that's of how this movie feels. Step up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now we're going to talk about, well, next time we'll be talking about Sunflower. Um, and in terms of other things that we have on our list, um, we, we, Bestie, I'm bringing you back into pest, a sex pest world because at some point too, within the next 10 episodes, we're talking about one of my favorites, Blue Velvet. Oh, wow. I, that's, that's been forever since I've watched Blue Velvet. 
with you. Okay. Okay. I have the list here. So the next things that we have lined up are Sunflower. Cool. I have the last Metro, but I'm thinking about deleting that since our leading man in that film has made very bad decisions. Uh Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, And then we have Cool Hand Luke. Which what? I feel like. Wait, what, what's it called? <laughs> cool Hand Luke. Who's that? What's that? Cool Hand Luke. That's the, the Paul Newman film. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why did I pick Cool Hand Luke? I guess I was trying to. Yeah, I was just trying to jazz it up. And I, oh my god, it's oh, that's so funny. It's Paul Newman in a Florida prison farm. We're watching it. Cool he Hand Luke. Florida man. And okay, so we got Sunflower. Oh my god, we. I think we'll. But after this video, I think we actually have to go back into our list and rearrange some stuff because we go from this to Sunflower to Last Metro to Cool Hand Luke. Then we go into 1962's Lolita. Okay. Yeah. We, we can't, we then can't we have go that. Mirror. Okay. Then we go into Mona Lisa, which was like a newer Criterion release. Blue Velvet. Le Rouge. Wait, Steph, I have a different list. What do you mean you have a different list? I have a different list. What I have list Empire of Passion, mm-hmm. Curious Case of Benjamin Button, an actor. Oh, okay. okay did we okay. update it? Yes, we did. Okay, because cool. I went in. I thought I had sent you the other one. My bad. Because I went in and I sent you a screenshot in, from a different document. That's why. So okay. we have like, because I was just trying to like make the the as we approach 100 i was just trying to make some of the episodes a little more um varied so but now looking at it we just go from empire of passion to blue velvet to lolita to cool hand luke it'll be a real (laughs) i think we'll we'll review this i mean it sounds like a fun list but maybe we can add some like stuff in between we can we can I add some so. stuff in between. I that. think we'll need to add in like a, a feel good movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At some point, is something that we should add in. But so okay, so that is the current outline for our films and stuff. So um, be sure to be on the lookout for more Purple Noon as well as some of the short form contents that we were talking about before. And as always, thank you so much to our patrons. We have Sensei David, Homeboy James, Danny Boy, and our buddy Ryan. Thank you guys so much for supporting. And we are looking forward to providing new content to you guys via Patreon. And yeah, so next time you guys will hear from us, we will be talking about Sunflower. Any last remarks, Savannah? Uh, If you're thinking about watching this movie, like I said, please just get the fast forward button ready. And hold ready. on tight. Oh, and also the other last thing I will say with this film that I kind of wish I had discovered earlier. There is a dubbing. I feel like, and, and I'm sorry, not yeah. There is like a an, an English voiceover on the Criterion DVD, which I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know either. I didn't know, and I was watching it. I was also very impressed because usually voiceovers from the 70s 80s and 90s are horrible yeah um this one actually seems pretty good so i i I can't fully recommend it but i will say it is an option if you would prefer to watch a movie like this with some type of voiceover instead of because when you're reading the titles too you're kind of forced (laughs) to watch everything you know you can't look away so there's also that option too Um, But thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time when we talk about Sunflower. Bye. Bye.